welcome back to the Two Opinionated Podcast, episode 10. In celebration of our 10th episode, we ask each other 10 questions. This is a fun one. Episode 10, 10 questions. Hope you enjoy. So yeah, so episode 10, uh, 10 questions. So we decided to do something a little bit more fun. In celebration of the 10th episode, we're going to ask each other questions back and forth. We have 10 questions total that we're going to uh, be going through. You ready to get started? Yeah, let's go. All right, cool. So I'm going to ask a question. You're going to answer it. I'm going to answer it. And you're going to ask a question. We're just going to do that down the line. All right. So if you could go back to any age, what age would that be? Um, I would probably say 12, like 10, 11, 12, around that time. Like when I lived in Chico, like next to Brandon, because I swear, like, uh, I don't know. I just remember having hella fun. Like we were swimming in like swimming holes. We have football games. We were like traveling to Sacramento, playing here. Like as a kid, I swear to God, I don't remember eating. I just remember playing. Like that's like in Chico, like we literally had a, I don't think you could do that now because I don't think Chico's like the same. I feel like it's more dangerous, but like, like nigga, we'd be able to hop on our bicycles and literally we're on one side of the town, ride our bikes to the other side of the town to the skate park, ride our bike from the skate park to the swimming hole, ride our bike from the swimming hole back to downtown chill around there and do whatever we're doing down there then like back home like we just had the whole town to do whatever like i don't know that shit was fun well sounds fun yeah yeah i remember i remember uh driving my bike from paradise to chico on the, on the freeway once wait <laughs> what that's not even my answer though no you did it yeah okay story time we'll, we'll just break already so wait you yes. your bike from paradise to chico Okay, so I'm I'm like around actually it's funny around the same age. I'm like I'm like 10, 11 years old. And so I have a cousin that's wild. So so I'm like I have an older brother two years older than me. Our cousin is right in the middle of us age-wise. My birthday's November 14th, my brother's birthday is November 12th, his birthday is November 13th. Wild as shit, right? Yeah. So it's like exactly a year off right there next to each other. So we're sitting out at his house, my aunt and uncle's house, and uh we were up all night just being stupid. So I'm the youngest. We're up all night being stupid, calling 1-900 numbers, racking up crazy charges, just being stupid little children, right? So then we have a good idea like, hey, I'm sure I didn't have any ideas. I'm a child. Nobody cares about what I'm thinking. I'm the youngest. Like, hey, we're going to pack some sandwiches. We've been up all night, haven't slept at all. We're going to pack some sandwiches, hit these bikes, and just hit up Chico, right? Cool. Let's do it, right? So we pack some sandwiches. We riding. I'm a little chubby bastard, right? And I'm in no shape at all. So they're, they're dusting me on these bikes and they're laughing. And I'm just, I'm trying my damnedest to keep up. They probably gave me the shittiest bike too. Yeah. But I'm trying my damnedest to keep up. You know, Paradise has some hills. So I'm going and we get to the top of this hill. We going down the hill, like like nearing, nearing Skyway, right? Like yeah. we're not there yet, but we're nearing Skyway going down. My brother's laughing, having the time of his fucking life, trying to leave me. <laughs> and he, he turns and looks back and he's laughing at me. He slams into a telephone pole. Wait, he just blah. What? messes up his whole bite yeah so he had to get another bite got another bite then we just hit up chico down the down the freeway going down skyway we got pulled over by cops they just told us to be careful and we just kept on our way got to chico went to the mall went to a bus stop because we wasn't going like after we messed around for the day hit a bus stop to get back to paradise and then fell asleep while we were waiting for the bus and then had to hit the next bus it was a wild ass day yeah never you guys are crazy but shit made for a story but that, that's similar to you, though. Like, back back then, it was a lot more safe. Not just the freeway part, but just riding around yeah, in the city. Ride anywhere. Like, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like thinking about it now, like being able to ride five miles across town, you know what I'm saying? To like the skate park, like on a bike as like a 10 year old, 11 year old, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like parents really let their kids out the house like that anymore. Like we have the whole town. Like we literally can go anywhere. Mom, I think she gave me like five bucks. She gave me like five bucks, like eat something. You know what I mean? So like, I made that five bucks last. I bet. Yeah. Uh, my answer is actually uh, five years old. I would go, I'd, I'd go back to five. It was right before my little sister was born. That was the good days, boy. I was the youngest. Didn't have to deal with none of that nonsense. Uh, and it was just chilling, being a baby. That, or being around 11, 12 years old. That was dope, because we lived where we had friends everywhere. We were playing tackle football in the mud. It was like a little little outdoor grassy area. It was, it was uh, nighttime, hide and go seek all the time, running around, just all the neighborhood kids. That shit was hella fun. Yeah. I feel like kids don't do that now anymore. Like, uh, go definitely not out here in LA. Like, shit. I remember. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is like a, a shelter thing or kids just like don't do as much. But like, I remember I was coaching at the Jewish Temple, and I remember I asked because I did like it was girls season first and then boys season. But I asked like my girls team. I have like eleven girls on the team. I was like, Yo, can any of you do a cartwheel? One girl could do a cartwheel. Like, I feel like kids. They just don't play anymore. Like, it, it was weird. I was like, wait a second, you guys. Like, can any of you rollerblade? They're like, no. I think two of them could, like, rollerblade or roller skate out of, like, 11 kids. I was like, that that's that's wild to me. Like, kids just don't play like they used to play at all. They don't. It's all, it's all in the house. That's real. All right. I have a question. Uh, I have some goofy ones, but I have, this one's uh, more serious. If you weren't there for your kid emotionally but you were there financially, would you say you failed as a father? Personally, yes, I would. Um, I say it that way because I feel like traditionally that's kind of how it was, right? Like uh, the woman was the nurturer. She was the one like taking care of the kids, being emotionally for them like that. The father worked, came home, maybe spent some time with their kids here and there, but it wasn't that emotional support like that. Personally, I feel like I would would be a failure in that. even nowadays, though, I mean, I think the the goal is always to do better for the next generation. So right. if if you're if you're a dude and you didn't have a father, you didn't have the greatest father, and you know you're going to work and coming home and bringing home the money, and you're not skipping out on your family and and all of that, and you feel like that's your job and your responsibility, and that works for your house. I mean, teach their own. But personally, yes, I would feel like I was a failure if I wasn't there for that emotional support. Okay. What about you? Oh snap! Um, a hundred percent. Like I feel like. Uh... I don't know if my kid couldn't come to me and tell me things, you know what I mean? Like, especially like as they get older, high school, whatever, you know what I mean? Like dumb decisions or something. Like if they couldn't feel like they could talk to me and tell me stuff, then I I would definitely feel like I, I didn't do my duty as a father to like leave those doors open so they could express how they feel, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if my kid never told me like they love me, you know what I mean? Or like, oh, I love you too. Like you could just tell like it just wasn't there. Then like, I would definitely feel like I felt as a dad. There's a line there though, because I feel like that that friendship shit gotta die too though. Because everybody wants to be their their kids' friends. Like I see people complaining about like how their kids hurt their feelings and shit. It's like oh no, you gotta step away listen, from listen. That. I'm gonna be friends. Like definitely be friends. I feel like you have to be friends with your kid, but at the same time, like you you gotta discipline your kids. I don't know if like getting into that, but like I've had so many like parents especially when it comes to coaching these kids that like their kids are doing off the wall stuff like 
I had a pitchfork thrown at me and his ass didn't get an ass whooping. I wanted to beat the kid. Never would I hit that. Hold on, hold on. Why is your black ass anywhere where there's a pitchfork? Not a pit, like a, a whatchamacallit, like a, a barbecue, you know, like for barbecue? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay, not the same thing. Shit, damn near like this, like, I don't know if the camera see. It's like that big. Like, it's a big, flung it at me. And I'm just like, yo, your child. He was like, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, never. No, I'm not even, I'm not even with the friend shit. No. Like, we're not friends. I'm not your friend. Come on, you gotta be friends with the kids. No, no, you don't. Sure. And you shouldn't be. We, we, that's another topic for another day. But nope, sure. not my friend. I'm not friends. We can be friendly. We can be friendly. I'm not your friend. Uh, I'm gonna gossip. I'm gonna tell you secrets. We're gonna whisper in each other's ears. Like, I'm not your friend. Oh my god. Not your friend. Friends, for sure. All right, if you had, if you had ten million dollars to your name, you got ten million, mm -hmm. but you can't spend a dime on yourself. What would you use that money for? Um. One, I'd invest in all my friends' businesses and what they got going, 100%. Like, uh, Brandon has his shoes, you know what I mean? I'd invest in his shoes. Like, you got your music, I'm investing in your music and everything else. Like, Marcus has real estate. I probably would throw him, like, I don't know, 500 or something like that and be like, yo, get into these houses and start flipping them yourself, you know? And then I'd invest into, like, my brother's businesses. So, like... I would, uh, to be honest, I'd make my little brothers kind of work for it. I probably would uh, get like a barbering like trailer, like, you know what I mean? Like deck it up and make my little brother go out there and like do his thing. And David kind of is, I don't know, if he needed money, I'd give it to him, but he's he's such a baller already. I feel like he already has so much money. Like he's making moves, starting a goddamn barber college. And Aaron, I would just invest in like his, his D1 Bound. They're not D1 Bound, but college level athletes. So I would just invest in all of my friends and my family stuff, like 100%. And then uh, I have like a, a app idea to help, uh, what you want to call it, cut out the middleman for people to go out there and like do like acts of service. So I would give that to, I guess, invest in that. But that's kind nope. of stuff, but. I don't know, I'll say it's, it's my girl's idea. I give it to my girl and then invest in that. It's our idea. Trying to find a loophole in the yeah. business. We have 10 questions. We only have 10 and questions. for business as well, of course. It's all business. Nope. What about you? You're my only hustler friend. Like, like they're really... I, I have a couple people like in music that I follow that I feel like it'd be dope if I created some sort of label or something and got to put them on, like, like pay them to do their money, music. But that wouldn't be... That would be down the line. I think having that 10 million, it would be going back to Orville. Um, me and Ange would go there, build a facility, like a youth facility. That'd be cool. And it would be something where there's like, like we need that. Like, like a, like a, I know we have some, but like have a youth facility. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking programs, I'm thinking daycare. Like if, if you work, if you work for the schools, if you work for um, different hospitals or if you work for so different businesses we would partner with them the businesses would pay a certain amount like as an incentive for their employers to want to or employees to want to work there in exchange we would offer free or or, or super reduced price um, daycare for the, for the employees for their kids um, and then just a lot of youth development things like that so minus yeah, the bullshit that they tried to do on Southside because I remember when they Man. that like youth center that just my mom was all into that because, like, my mom was trying to help, like, build that, too. So, like, I remember... I was with your mom there doing that. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Like, that shit. It could have been something good, but I feel like... Like, Orville is, Orville is very different of a place. Like, it's crazy because, like, 
even like you saying that's clicking in my head like there's facilities that we have there like both of the uh whatchamacallit the reservations the indian reservations but like if you're not indian or if your family doesn't work for the casino you can't use the gym and now the municipal's closed so there's no other gym to hoop at you know what i'm saying well, municipal is now municipal is now ymca's like they own that yeah. now yeah so so now it's like a nice ass okay. gym like they redid that whole gym like it looks hella nice what but yeah so and that looks dope uh-huh. yeah but but it's still it's a it's a community thing like so up at up at Feather Falls, we actually did a, a youth program before before I moved up here. We did I we I went there and talked to them and we partnered and we put on like a, a youth leadership conference for like two days there. Where we had middle school kids come there together and we led led groups and stuff. So people are open to partnering. It's just not we need a place where we can just like this is a twenty four seven or yeah. you know, five day a week thing where we're you, uh, probably were the last person to do that outside of Brandon's mom. Because Robin used to do that for like a lot of the kids around there. Like she would take us camping and like whitewater rafting and like here and there like but there's not really programs like that that do that in Orville at all for kids so that'd be dope to do for sure yeah um well, yeah next question what is normalized but people look stupid doing hmm. yes what is normalized but people look stupid I have I have so many answers for you, Donovan. I just throw out a couple. I throw out a couple. You throw out a couple. Okay. First thing that pops in my mind, dudes jump into fitting their pants. That's the first thing. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Wait. No. I'm, well, what dudes are you watching jump to fit in their no, pants? No, 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 no. I'm not. Dude jump to fit I'm not pants. watching them. Wait. I'm assuming. no 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 listen you have to assume how the hell are you getting in those pants like you're jumping have you ever seen a you, i've never ha- seen a dude jump to get in pants so if you see, have you seen you know, have you seen a woman no 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 this is assumption based on based on information that i have elsewhere do you have you ever seen a woman put on pants and she's jumping to get them on because they're hella tight yes 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 women do that so these dudes who look like they're gonna bust the seam if they bend their knees, I'm assuming that they're jumping to fit in the pants, and that's normalized. It, uh-huh. it was just a, a stupid one. <laughs> I guess so. But, but my 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 real answer: dudes jumping to put on pants. They have to. I'm assuming they have to, or they're leaning back on their beds, or whatever whatever the hell else they're doing. For sure. I don't know. Um, sure. my, my my real answer though is is the whole like uh, side piece thing, like that normalized thing, like. Like, oh, this is my side nigga, this is my side bitch, this is my... Like, I feel like that's such a fucked up construct that, like, that we've normalized. Fucked up construct, yeah, I can't really deal with that, so... I, it looks it looks stupid as hell. Yeah, but it's crazy how people, like... It's crazy how people ex- accept that. Like, it's it's too normalized to have, like, a, a, a side piece. So, in that case, all right, my deleted question that I was going to ask, like... Do you think people can be like? You think monogamy is like even wired into people? Because that like kind of and you know what I'm saying. Certain people, and and I think I think again with the normalization of shit, right? Before before the term normalized was a normalized term, like things were being normalized and people just weren't understanding they were being normalized. So like media has pushed a lot of shit to make us feel like that's normal. Like people don't understand that they like certain things because they've been told to. Right. Yeah. So, like, yeah. like my example is before the '90s. Like, if you told, besides black folk, 
If you told a girl, like imagine a white girl, you told a white girl she has a big ass, that's the biggest insult in the world. Yeah, they, like that that's a huge they, insult. Like, oh my god, my ass. Thank so but but now everybody likes big asses because we were told to. Right. Like before that we were told not to, then we were told we're supposed to, and now we all do. Like it's it's wild to think about. But I think I think with the monogamy monogamy piece, before marketing was what marketing is, like sex sales. Yeah. So everything is so over sexualized that everybody's made to believe like oh i can have this this and this or or what's the entree without a thing on the side or like so i i think before all of that it was easier for people to to be monogamous i think now it just depends on the person and how strong they are yeah or what they want i mean everybody's different that's facts that is facts that is facts um, it's hardwired in me because i'm not sharing <laughs> well, yeah fuck sharing i'm not a share now go ahead um what about you though you didn't no, answer that one normalized a couple one is just like it, it's just it kind of just bugs me I, I i think bottle service is just stupid like I, i'm sorry like to go out there flex spend hella money on shit to impress people that you truly don't care about you know what i mean like i've seen it so much in los angeles like going out to like clubs i guess you know what i mean like growing up in northern california especially during like the hiking movement in like chico and shit like that like it wasn't as crazy as the Bay Area, but house parties used to be cracking, but we would go out to dance. Like, you know what I mean? Like my whole like purpose of going out was to hear music and dance. So like going out to clubs out here and you see everybody like have bottle service, everybody's in a fucking cubicle. The bottle comes out, they stand up, they wee, 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 and then they sit down and act like- What is that? What, are, what is that? What it's the doing? lights. It's the lights and people cheering. And then as soon as the lights and the fucking clears out, they sit down. And they're back on their phones and they're looking like this and everybody like looks miserable. Like it's, it's, it's normalized. Like that's like the normal thing of going out and that shit just bugs the shit out of me. And uh, I don't know, outside of that, I don't know, TikTok dances are pretty, pretty normalized and annoying as hell. <laughs> that's just so funny because I have, like I have an older sister, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember being younger and seeing her like super embarrassed, like, oh, these people are looking at me or like wanting to make sure she's proper wherever she goes, right? And and it's just funny nowadays, like you see the little girls like doing their things and dancing on their phones like you're in the middle of Walmart. What the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you dancing at your phone? Like, go somewhere. I, like, it's, it's yeah. wild as shit to me. I see it all the time of like little kids will be there. They'll set their post up. Like, I've just seen it. Just set their post up. They'll be in the middle of a crowd at like, what is it? The Grove? And their phone will be sitting on a thing. And you'll just see them uh, 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 hitting it. I'm just like... Uh, all right okay like it's it's i don't know that shit's it's it's annoying uh, all right next question <laughs> i was enjoying your dance moves grooving oh i didn't like it at all yeah not at all that's not gonna be rude what's what's the biggest surprise of life for you so far like something that you thought would never happen that you did happen or something that that like like a realization that you had that you're just super surprised like this that this shit's true um, personally, the biggest surprise for me, just like in my life, I would say how heavily influenced politics are in basketball. Because mm. like dealing with all of the shit that like I feel like I've dealt with with hoop, you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's not it wasn't a skill thing. It, it wasn't like an efficiency thing. You know what I'm saying? Because like I would watch 
what other people were doing on the court and then I'd go on the court and I'd be producing so much more. Yeah, I'm like, do you guys not see that like, not only did I run across the court, box out the big dude, get the rebound, kick it down, come down, hit a three, and am locking up the best player on the court, yet no one wants, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not about, it's not like about skill. It's about who you know and what they can do for you. It's really like a yeah, I'm gonna, who you know game. Politics I'm going to I'm gonna add to that a little bit just because I, I feel like that's 100% right. Like, I've, I've seen people in the NBA who have, like, not gotten an opportunity. Like, I told you Gilbert Arenas was my favorite player. Yeah. When he got that opportunity and he went off on it, right? You look at James Harden, he's probably my least favorite player to ever play in the NBA ever. <laughs> but you saw him on OKC. He took his little opportunities off the bench. He did his thing. When he got the opportunity to be the man, he took that and he ran with it, yeah. right? But it's that opportunity. Like, most people in the NBA, I feel like most, like, I, don't, I feel like it's not a few. I feel like most people in the NBA could be a superstar if they were given the opportunity. It's just certain people, even that man on the bench. A lot of people don't realize, like, those people on the bench are nice. Like, they are really nice. They're like, you throw the, like, clearly they're on the bench for, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they're not playing. But you put them in a G League game, they're probably dogging out everybody out there. You know what I'm saying? But, like... I feel like I feel like most of them, if you told them you can have 10 shots a game, they would be a starter somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shit, what's his name? Oh, my God. What is his name? What is his name? Like, he goes by the hashtag, like, they sleep. Oh, my God. Pierre Jackson. Is it P Pierre? Is it Pierre Jackson? I can't remember. I think it's Pierre Jackson. But, like, he averaged, like, his first season in the G League was, like, 40... 40 points a game or something like that for like five, six game span. Then they brought him up and then like nothing. But like, I still follow this dude on like IG. His angles, his game, his everything. It, do it doesn't make any sense. Like it makes no sense why he's not on a roster. Like you can say size, but at the end of the day, like I've seen other people, he was like me, like put me in like in the post with somebody big. I had a uh, Ryan Kelly from Duke when I was playing at the Toyota Center. Like with like all the Lakers and shit. And Ryan Kelly was trying to post me up. He couldn't post me up. Like he was trying to back me down. He couldn't post me up. And I'm I'm John in like in front of him to like Byron Scott. And I'm talking shit back and forth. I'm like, dude, you can't even post me up. Do this. He comes down, couldn't post me up. I'm like, dude, you're weak. I come down this, this. Oh, what are you gonna do? And I hit a three in his face. I'm like, dude, step up. Like play. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, you're trash, right? Like, it's crazy how there's just politics coming to it. He played at Duke cool you play that duke you know what i mean like there's people that should be in the nba like pierre jackson like that nigga is just nice crazy yeah po politics are 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 in everything i feel like that's sure. that's a good answer for for it, it's music is everything like politics are in everything it, it's everything is about who you know over like your level of skill you have to be so undeniably like no one could have denied lebron right like you have to be so undeniably amazing to not have to deal with the politics on that level. Yeah. Uh, to me, the, the one of the biggest surprises of life was just how, like, how I'm not cool with certain people anymore. You know, like, like people, like, you have a not even sometimes it's a falling out, sometimes it's not. It's just crazy. Like you think, like, ten years ago, like, damn, like, how are we not in each other's life? You know, and decisions are made, and, and people move different ways, and that's cool. But it's just that, that, and then also um, just how everything's money related. And I've known that, but before I knew that, and then to realize that money rules every decision, every politic, every 
everything. Like, there's a vaccine called Covaxin that's out. That's in India. India made it. It has better numbers than all of these we have approved. It's a traditional vaccine with the dead virus. It's not mRNA, and it has it works way better. But America won't approve it because we're deep into money with Pfizer or with with the rest of them. Like, so are we trying to end it or not? And I'm not trying to get into that conversation. I'm just saying there's better stuff out there that we're not doing, and it's because of money. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, all right, next question. What question are we on right now? This I don't know yours. Like six? Number four? Eight? No, nah, number four. Is this my second? You've only done two, right? <clears throat> I don't know. No, no, no. That was three. That was my third. That was. So this should be six. So did I ask you what town? Oh no. Nope. You're right. You're right. You're right. What town or city taught you the most or sparked the most growth of life for you? Like the places that lived. That's Orville. Orville. I, I spent most of my life there. Um, I learned a lot. It, it's like I learned who I didn't want to be. I learned who I didn't want to follow. I learned, I learned like who the cool kids were that were cool and then they're adults. Like, like I'm not going to name names, but I remember like some of the, like the top athletes at our high school. There's one dude in particular that I'm thinking of. He was top in basketball. He was top in football. And then, like, a few years later, like, he's living in his mom's basement and just got super fat and out of shape and just drinks all day and doesn't do anything. Like, that peaking young thing. We can talk off air on names if you want. But that peaking young thing and then realizing, like, this shit's fake. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that type of growth yeah. and de determining who I want to be, what I don't want to be, where I don't want to get stuck. And then that motivation was the biggest, like, to get the fuck out of here. Come back when I have something to offer to make it better. But for now, like I can't, I can't build something here. I have to build elsewhere and then come back here with what I built. Yeah, for real. I can, uh, yeah. Orville taught me a lot. I guess uh, it's the same thing. Like I, I seen it with all my mom and like everything that she went to with her addictions and shit like that. That uh, and how everybody. I don't know. We we have talent. Like there's so many people in Orville that had talent for like sports and this like that, but they just got caught with weed, child support, can't get back overseas, you know what I mean? Like, stupid shit that just, it, it's a trap. Like, I just, I realized, like, Orville was a trap. Um, Utah was crazy because that place was just the biggest bubble. I've never, I didn't know, like, you could be in, like, the United States and be in, like, such a, like, underlying, like, they won't come out straight, call you the N-word, but, like, you're just secluded. Like, just, like, was that, like, passive racism? <laughs> like, it's just... It, like, it, like I don't know. It's crazy. Like they're not gonna call you a nigga, but they're gonna make you feel like a nigga. Yeah, exactly. So like, uh, honestly, I'm like, I feel like I could have damn near gone anywhere else in like the U.S. and just fit in more than like Utah, like the whole LDS religion, church, and everything. But I feel like honestly, Los Angeles has probably had the biggest impact for me, just because like I, I've learned so much about people out here, and like. Uh, it kind of taught me to like stop making excuses for other people. You know what I'm saying? Like the way that people are, it's like it's like a, it's like a really big eye opener when it comes to like friendships, when it comes to like building, when it comes to just relationships, all in general, and just making moves. You know, like uh, it's yeah, LA is just a it's a different place. Like if anybody needs like an eye opener of what the world is really like, like come here. Because uh, it will definitely make you look at shit very, very, very different. Yeah, no doubt. It's funny. Um, 
I just think of the places I've been. You know, the wildest place I've ever been is uh, Humboldt, up in up in Humboldt County. Are the weed? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but it's wild because like the time I spent there, I didn't spend a lot of time there. But the time I spent there was like there's there's no black people anywhere. But it was the opposite of Oroville, where it's like being black and humble, we're treated like gods. Like everybody acted like we were gods. Like it was the weird, like it was like, I'm gonna retire here. Like this is the, this, like I was testing it. What? Like I was just doing, I was, besides we got pulled over by the cops coming in and, and harassed by them and we got a wild story off that. But besides that, like I was testing it there. Like I was fucking with people just to fuck with people to see what would happen. Just. And everybody was just hella cool. Like I danced on like this 80-year-old woman in a safe way. Like I just started dancing on her. She just no, she just danced back. I was like, this shit is crazy. <laughs> this shit was wild. Like that was the wildest. So you just started dancing. You did the pregnant lady? No, I don't I don't know if I did that one. But I, I just started dancing with her. And like she was holding some cereal or something. And she, and she just turned around like shocked and then just started dancing with me. I was like, this shit is crazy. Yo, like we are gods. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah, it was the exact opposite. I've never, I've never, like, I've been through Humble, but I've never, like, spent time there. So that's kind of, that's a funny story. That was wild. Oh, shit. So what, what's your favorite childhood memory? Um, all right, so first year that I played football, it was against the Cougars. And uh, I remember I, I broke my arm in, like, a... Uh, it was like what was it 13 and 4 you know what i mean it was 13 and 4 and i broke my arm like for i think it was the second time i ever ran the football and uh i got the first down though but i broke my arm and i just remember my mom was in the stands running back and forth does anybody have a cell phone like like it's it's that long ago but like that sticks in my mind that just her running back and forth but it was actually the next year when we played them again and like that might have been one of the maddest I've ever been playing a sport because, like, I went off. I had, like, seven touchdowns. And I just remember I broke out for, like, a 72-yard touchdown, and I'm running in the middle, and uh, I hear Justin Parker's mom. She had a nickname for me. It was called Chicken Legs. She's like, run, Chicken Legs! And I'm sitting here sprinting, and I hear the dude behind me, and I'm just like, oh. and I turn around, I stiff on him, like, square in his chest, and he just leans back and just eats it. And I just keep going. Like for like the whole touchdown, I just remember standing in the end zone, just looking back, and I was like by myself. Like that shit was just a dope feeling. But uh, yeah, I torched him for like seven like touchdowns. That was fun. I like how your favorite childhood memory starts off with you breaking your arm. Yeah, but that's how I, that's you know it's a, it's a progression. I had to get my get back. That's very funny to me. Sure. What about you? Uh, my, mine is a little a little uh, it's nothing like that. But when, when we were kids, uh, I was probably like six, seven years old. My mom worked for the school, so she would, like, she'd be off in the summer. And so we grew up, we grew up with, with very little money. But every morning, my mom would go to the store and get a Pepsi. Like, that was the thing. Like, she just did that. Yeah. So me and my brother and sister would, would like, scrounge for some change. She had, like, this, this little uh, tub under the bed. So we'd scrounge for some change. We'd get, like, 25, 50 cents, something like that out of that bucket. We'd go up to the store with her. Uh, this is how country we are. For those listening, we went up to Billy Bob's because that's a country ass name for a store. Hit up Billy Bob's and we get like a 25 cent, 50 cent candy. Come back and then we just play Monopoly for hours. Like that shit was so dope to me. Like, like it just it like looking back, like knowing that that's one of my dopest memories. Yeah. It's like, like that's just that's an amazing feeling to have that have that memory. Sure. Work. It's on you. Uh, question. Um. 
Okay. What is invisible but you wish everyone could see? I had a funny one. I'm not going to say it. Nope. I will say intent. Nope, intent. intent. I will say intent. Who's a... Uh, Rick, hey, join. If you... Uh, my favorite childhood memory. When she saw a carrot walk in slow motion. My siblings. Heads up. Mind its own business. That's cold. Fear of cats. Uh, yeah, Donovan has some funny cat stories, too. Ah, get the fuck out of here. All right. Answer. So what if... I, to- I told intent. I told you. Oh, intent? Intent. Like, to see people's intent. Like, I wish people could see people's intent. Like People's intent? A lot... Oh, that'd be... Yeah, cool. their, their intentions. That would be... It's a, it's a dirty game. People are dirty as shit. Bro, that would be insane to be able to, like, you look at someone, you see their intentions. That would be scary. <laughs> that would be scary as hell. Um, yeah, I could guess... Mine was, like, at, like being an asshole meter. Like... How much of an asshole this person is just like pops up like oh you've obtained like i don't know levels you know what i mean like one like, like you're a level 12 asshole yeah like level one to ten or some shit like he's a level eight asshole he's a level five you know what i'm saying what I, level what level of an asshole am i donovan that's subjective because towards me it'd be very low towards somebody else it'd be really high but i guess an overall score hmm I don't know. I'm. I'd have to give you probably a solid seven point five to eight. If I uh, out of what? Out of like ten to twelve. If I tell a couple stories back in the day that have to do with dart guns and vehicles. No, we don't have to do that. <laughs> so like it, it goes back, but that's just that's being young and that's being growth. But if like they stick with you from like childhood on, and like I, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be. A, I don't know. So your answer, your your answer to the question is so the question is if you could see something that's invisible that you wish you could see. Yeah. Your answer is you wish you could see everybody's asshole. No. Why did you take it there? All right, let's move on. Oh my god. All right. What what do you feel like? I'm gonna go deep on you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Just <laughs> no, keep going. This is stupid. What do you, what do you, I'm gonna, we're gonna switch it up. We're gonna go deep. What do you feel like the point of life is? Um, I would honestly, like, one word, it would be love. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, I guess you could say to leave things, like, I guess, better than when, like, you found them. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, be as good of a human being as you possibly can. Like, you see somebody hurting, you can help them out, do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's crazy how we kind of just like walk all over people or walk by people. Like we could see so much struggle and so much going on and you just, it's become so normalized. We just like tune it out, you know what I mean? I feel like people's empathy and the amount of love that they have in their hearts just is not what it used to be or it's being exposed more and more nowadays. So I would say the purpose of life is to accumulate as much love as possible and to spread as much as possible. Because it, it's it's like, uh, I don't know. For most people, if you could see how happy you make somebody, I feel like that's going to go so much further or stick with you so much more than like you getting a Ferrari. You get what I'm saying? Or something like that. It's, uh, yeah, I like, 
life. Yeah. What about the you? comments have said that too. Um, I just want to touch on something you said real quick. It's it's hard. There's there's a time where, to me at least, there was a time where I transitioned from who I think I know you said otherwise. When I think I was a piece of shit human being, to transition to try to be a good person. There was a time where it was like it felt like every time, like you know the saying, "No good deed goes unpunished." Like there was a time where I tried to do things, and every single time it would fuck me somehow. Like I remember I had a I saved up and got this nice tape recorder, like record. Uh, like like I'd rap into it or, or I'd think about song concepts. Or I remember when you got... Yeah, I was, I was doing it all the time. Yeah. But that that broke because I pulled over on the side of the road when it was raining one day. I pulled over on the side of the road and I helped out with somebody push their truck out of the mud or, or I think it was a truck, car, whatever. Yeah. And when I was pushing it, I must have like broke it up against like my leg or something when I was pushing. Yeah. And like like things like that would happen constantly. Like every time I try to do something good, it would screw me. So it, it almost made me feel like maybe my point is just to be the bad here. You know? That's pretty deep. It, like it just hurts me every single time. Yeah. You know? But I feel like the more I did it, the more I came out on the other side and I felt like it, it switched around. Then I would do good and more good would happen. But there was a transition there. I guess it was like a, a debt thing. <laughs> yeah, like like you were repaying had, my karma. You had like bad karma debt that you had to like get back to even, and then once you got to even, you're like, all right, now guess just started. Yeah, then it started helping. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, my my purpose of life. Um, I spent years like the years that I was down, like my early twenties. I spent years like researching religions, researching different beliefs, researching different histories of certain things. I don't remember a lot of it, but doing a lot of research, looking for my truth. And then I feel like, like after looking at everything, like there's no way for me to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like in, in my heart, there's no way for me to figure it out. But I believe, like I believe after after living life, and maybe this is a negative way to look at it, but maybe if I explain it, it'll sound better. Yeah. I believe this is hell. Like I believe we are in hell. Like this is hell. Like earth is hell. I say that's possible. Like look at this fucked up. Like as much as shit is fucked up, like keep going. Okay. But but I do believe like like that's that's what I believe. I think I believe that anyway for the time being. I believe this is hell, and the goal of life is to live with your soul. So like you're put here with your soul. Can you navigate hell and then die with your soul still intact? Like do not sell it like not metaphorically like oh, I sold my soul to the devil. But I mean like not get so evil on the, in, in this hell that we live in where you escape it with your soul intact and then you win. Like that that's the goal. It's not money. It's not whatever. So that kind of goes with the spread and love. But it's like to have that good intentions, to be a good human being, to to survive with your soul intact is, is the purpose of life. I feel it. And that's not that crazy of a concept to think that this actually could be hell. Like, people are super quick to like, I don't know, say this is how something is. But in reality, we are a fucking ball of gas floating in the middle of space. Like... Who's to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we know this much in the span of... Exactly, so, yeah. yeah it's, it, it goes with culture and customs, too. Like, I was talking to, to Angela the other day about, like, like so her mom's culture, right? So, like, like, how things go in the Philippines, like, her beliefs, her customs, things like that. Where it's like, who fucking knows? Like, that could be true. Like, some, some people might look at certain things and be like, oh, that's old school. Like, oh, that's a, a crazy theory or that's make-believe or that's science fiction or that's whatever. Like, who fucking knows? Like, this could be 100% fact. Like, you don't know anything, you know? So you should be open to that stuff and allow people to, to believe what they want to believe. And, and to me, it's hella interesting. Like, I want to learn more about it, you know? Yeah. No, it's like, um, I guess you could say, like, the flat earthers. Like, I'm not saying, like, I believe that. 
But like, what if out of nowhere, the government was like, yeah, we lied to you guys. The earth actually is flat. Then what? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no one, no one knows. Um, I, I will say that I don't think the government will ever admit to their lies. They, I mean, they've kind of admitted to some of them, but yeah, yeah no, that's not the yeah. That would be the craziest thing that they actually admitted to. Them. For sure. All right, you got the last question. Biggest real life fear and most, I guess you could say, ridiculous fear. So, like, what's like a, a, a fear of yours like in life? I have two. I have two real ones ridiculous ones i'm still i'm still contemplating that I, so we'll, we'll see in my ranting or during your years i'll think about it a little bit um so i have two real life ones um three one is going blind that one's just like just a basic not basic but you know what i mean like there's not a lot of explanation there yeah, sure. two two is is dying with like like things that i still had planned to do like dying with thoughts in my head that i didn't get to accomplish like I'm the only one that can breathe those to life. So like, I don't want to die with, with those concepts not coming to life. And then uh, the last one is being convicted of a crime I didn't do. Like that, that's one of my biggest ones, like <clears throat> like wrong wrong place, wrong time type thing. If I did it and I get caught, like I should have been smarter about it. Like that's, I can sit in the cell for my life, not, not happily, like that shit would be awful, but at least I know I did it, you know? But but that's a huge fear of like looking like somebody who somebody said did something. That shit, it's well shit for us. That shit is it's real. That is that is beyond real. And that shit is scary as hell. So that's something like I don't really like think about too much. But it definitely is something like uh, that like is going through my mind. Like uh, even uh, my girl, because like I told you, we're planning on driving across to South Carolina. She's like. What if we get pulled over by a cop in the middle of like Alabama or something, or you know what I'm saying? And like, I'm afraid, like, you know what I mean? Like, what if fucking happens? You know what I mean? Like, we're not in California, like, outside of like Cali, cops are even worse. So, like, I don't know. That's another thing that, like, I wasn't thinking about it, but it's in her head. So now it's kind of like in my head, like, holy shit, I gotta be conscious of driving across the United States. You know what I mean? If we do get pulled over just to. Use your nicest voice you got. For sure. Um, but yeah, um, fear of mine, I guess. F failing, like failing. Like I know like, I don't consider like not making it with basketball like as a failure because it took me, it, it's, I feel like basketball's purpose, you know what I mean, as bad as I wanted it. His purpose was to get me out of orbit. His purpose was to give me a, a trait or a talent that I could use to provide myself with a life. You know what I mean? Like basketball training out here is what's been paying my bills, putting money in my savings, doing this, doing that. You know what I mean? But I guess I could say failing in the sense of not creating something that can give me freedom. Like if I if I never create something that gives like me and my family like the freedom to to like travel a little bit or to go here or to help out other people in like certain ways, then I would feel like I would I failed so I guess like a big fear of mine is kind of like failing so that's another reason why I'm kind of like taking this trip clear my head dust myself off think and kind of recalibrate everything and then just like dive back in with like some I guess better direction more direction and um, so like an ultimate failure so not not like everyday 
um, task failures, but like that ultimate failure. Yeah, like the ultimate failure. Like if I ever get to a point where I'm just like, I don't even want to try anymore and just like give up, you know what I mean? Like that that's, I don't, I personally don't think I'll do that, but shit, you never know in life what can like happen, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's just, it's just a fear. Dope. Um, not not dope. That's your fear, but that's that's like I relate to that. Um, what's your unrealistic one? Because I'm I'm still uh, thinking. Fear, man. Low key, I'm still afraid of dogs. Like, you know how many dogs I've been chased by? Like, I've been chased by, I swear, like five, six Rottweilers alone. Like, look, I got a story, right? Walking to Brandon's house, I got my skateboard. We're about to go to the skate park. And I remember this dog, it's uh, Forrest's house, his name was Bo. Bo the giant fucking Rottweiler. Holding the skateboard, I see Bo. Bo is barking, roof, roof, roof. I'm like, damn, now I gotta go all the way around. So I grabbed it, like, I start walking all the way around. All I hear is <sighs> I look back, nigga, Bo is just in full, just coming at me. He broke his damn chain to come get me. I'm sprinting. I don't know if you've ever heard a dog on your heels or like, I like, I felt it. Like I kicked the dog. Like I felt it like trying to like nip at like the back of my feet. And there's like a car in the gas station. I Superman dove. Like I dove as far as I possibly could. And I like grabbed the edge of the car so I wouldn't slide off. And like, I swear to God, it was like a movie. Like my feet swung out and I like pulled myself back on top of the car and like three heads pop out and they're like looking up. And they're like college kids, and they're just like staring at like, what the fuck are you doing on my car? And I point, and they're like, oh shit. Dude, Bo was a big ass Rottweiler. And I just sat out in the car, I just cried. They're like, can we help you? And I'm just like, <laughs> like I couldn't even get it together, bro. That shit was the scariest shit ever. But to this day, it's not as much because I have Evie and I like would take her to dog parks and I'm like around a lot more dogs, but like I can still say like I still have a semi-fair of dogs. For sure. I, I love them to death. Like, I love dogs, but like, I've been chased by too many dogs. Like, who's been chased by a, a, a golden retriever? I got chased by a golden retriever. It's funny to me because you, you said you don't know if I've ever had a dog nipping at my heels. Do you remember when we were on that dirt bike? Oh, shit. See, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, I was mad because I wasn't, I wasn't driving. So, I was like, nigga, go. Like, why? Are, he's going to get me, not you. It seemed like you were fucking with me. Like, would you give it some gas? <laughs> For anybody who's watching, I don't know. It always says two people, but I feel like there's more people watching. But I had this 1980s, like, 100 dirt bike. Like, it was, it was like an old-ass dirt bike. And I don't know how it fit two people, but it did. And I remember, like, there was this pit bull that's, like, peeking around the corner of a car. And like we're cruising at first, and I think I'm in like third gear. And though I'm like, oh shit, there's a there's a there's a pit bull, and I was like, oh, gas it. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, you go. I'm like, dude, it's gonna chase us. Should we stop? He's like, go. So I just gear. I got in the fifth gear. This dog came just shooting out, and I remember he almost got your ass. He was like, he was like this close to your foot. Yeah, bro, that shit was crazy. Yeah, I got bit by a dog when I was like uh, five or six years old. It was my stepdad's dog. I had this orange neon wallet and I had a dollar in it. And I thought I was the shit because I had a dollar. And I was like popping him on the nose with it saying, I have a dollar and you don't. 
I'm, I'm like five. I don't fucking know. Yeah. And he lunges at me like he's like going for my neck. And I think I think somebody pushed me or pushed the dog or something. He bit me in the back, and he messed me up. But since then, I had that that fear too. I'll, I'll go with that as my fear. I can't think of anything um, off top. Okay. Like an unrealistic fear. I like I don't like spiders or snakes, but I feel like that's not unrealistic. Like they bite. So. Snakes. Yeah. Snakes. Yeah. Snakes are scary as hell because like rattlesnakes. Got they got their minds. You don't know what they're thinking. Sure. Nope. This is true. Cool. I think that's it, man. Yeah, 10 questions. 10 questions for the 10th show. That's pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, that's funny. For sure. Hopefully, uh, hopefully one day you get your wish. You everybody's asshole. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Two Opinionated. Episode 10. 10 questions. Make sure to subscribe or follow so you don't miss episode 11. Customs and Traditions. Much love to my brother Cryptic for the background instrumental. We'll be back same time next week.